Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast. It's the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Here today with a special edition episode. Uh, we're talking to some Red Stars. I'm here today with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, Scam Originator. How are you doing today? I'm good. Every day is a great day to talk to some Red Stars. This is a Red Star that we have been trying to get on this <laughs> this podcast for quite some time, and we are so excited to finally get the chance to chat with her. We are joined today by one Miss Kalia Watt. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm so excited. I've seen so much about you guys. Everybody loves you guys and knows you guys, so I'm really excited to be on with you. We're excited, too. We like to have a good time here on the Southside Trap podcast, and um we're we're in October. It's October, believe it or not. So there have been some things that have happened since your arrival to the club. So we kind of want to uh, go through them, uh, kind of beginning to, to to the present. So for now, 2020, wild ride. But um, some good things have happened. Got married, right? And then all of a sudden, everything kind of went a little bit crazy. So can you kind of talk us through maybe going going through some really great vibes like that and then having to kind of maybe hit a little bit of a wall to start the season? Yeah, it was a really, it's obviously been a weird year for everybody. I think it, it's really crazy for JJ and I because we have been together for almost five years now and we've never been apart. I've obviously been playing in Houston. So we've, we've lived together for basically four years and it's just so funny that literally right after we got married a month later we we were apart and we figured throughout this year and throughout the times I would be playing that we would be visiting each other every weekend after games I I would go see him and and he would come here and so it's been pretty wild we've had two like two and a half month spans that we've gone without seeing each other and so um it's it's just been so different than what we're used to and um I've said this in a lot of interviews before, but when I first came to Chicago and all of this happened, we truly didn't know if we would play a single game this year. And it was so weird for me because I, I know the girls here and, and I'm, I'm, I was familiar with Rory, but I had never played with this group and I had never, I didn't really know how the Red Stars worked. And so I thought, my first year here, we may never play a single game. So I'm just so thankful that we were able to, to play and um, at least gel a little bit before we hopefully next year have a real season. Right, because this was already a huge jump, you know, big move. Um, and then you're moving not only to a new team, but a team that itself is starting a new system, whole new offense. The team itself is in transition. You get to start and then you have to stop immediately. And so did you spend, you know, I know that they kept people in market for a little bit. And then once it was clear that things were going to take longer than expected, they let people go home. What was kind of that process for you from the five days of preseason that you got up until the team reconvened for challenge? Yes. Yeah, so I, we, I was here and then we stopped after that first week and, um, Thankfully, at that time, JJ was here with me training. And so we, we stayed in market for the first like couple weeks just waiting because we didn't know if I, we would have training the next day. We had no idea. And then we ended up going to Wisconsin, which is where JJ is from, and, and we have a, a house there. So 
we needed a little more space. We're, we're still not used to like city living and living in an apartment. Um, we're so used like Houston is so spread out and we have a house there. And, and so we, we were able to go to Wisconsin and I was able to train there for at least a couple weeks or no, it was more, I think it was more like a month um, until we started up again. But it was just such a weird time because we just kept waiting. I, I remember literally waiting by my phone thinking, are they going to call and say we start? Are they going to call and say it's all canceled? So I have never as an athlete experienced anything like that. And, and especially training and not knowing really what you're training for or like what timeline you have, which is really challenging actually. Uh, in terms of getting into getting into trainings with the Red Stars, because eventually the formation of the challenge up happened, right? So getting into to team trainings, transitioning into getting into that environment after having so much time, right? Not being involved in it, the, the constant starting and stopping. Was for someone like you who is a first time Red Star, how did the concept of like building current team culture and camaraderie sort of uh, flow together with such constant starting and stopping? It was, it was challenging, especially with all the restrictions on things we were doing outside of soccer. And even when we would get to the field, especially at the beginning, you had to have your mask on. You couldn't, you re they didn't even want you going near anybody. And that is just that concept. You don't realize how hard it is to get to know people when you can't even really stand next to them. And it, w it was hard, I think, for everyone at first because we had so many new players and we were all dealing with so many things at that time. I remember when we first started training, I had never gone so long without training in a group of girls of actual soccer. Like we, we normally are playing pickup and, and doing things in the off season and, and you couldn't do that. You could not be in a group. And so we all really struggled the first couple practices really with fitness because we, we had been running, but nothing like soccer. And so we had that kind of stress on us, the stress of the world going on. And we were trying to integrate and, and meet each other and, and understand each other. And it, it was difficult, but the culture here is so awesome. And one thing that I loved about training here and just kind of a, a rule that everybody understands, it's not like everybody talks about it all the time, but if one, once you get to training, if you don't work hard, you will not fit in here. And that's something that I love about this team is everybody knows that the very basic thing you have to do here is work hard. And I think it's just like an understood thing. And a lot of that I think comes from Rory setting that tone and setting that culture. And that's something I appreciate most about the Red Stars. So you go from, you know, not, not knowing everybody quite as well. You can't go near them to, living and working together 24 seven. And famously you guys were there for the longest amount of time in Utah. Um, yeah. Definitely came with its own challenges, but do you feel like that sped up some things when it came to, to chemistry, just really the fact that you were around each other all the time? It did for sure. And I think we are bonded in a way when, when you bring up the challenge cup, we have incredible memories from that time. We are so grateful to the league for putting that on and, and getting the opportunity to play in that.
but it was, it was difficult. And I think for everyone, a lot more now you see people talking about the mental side of, of sports and, and athletics and everyone at some point there struggled mentally. And so it's funny now, cause when we bring that up, we are like bonded from that experience. And we joke, like if we've been through that together, we can, we can really do anything. And it, and it is funny because that was my only real experience with the red stars. And it was hard. It's hard to see everyone every day. You see the coaches every day you have, you can never get away. And so when I came back for the fall series and we're, we're getting to live at home and we're getting to live somewhat of a normal life, it has seemed so easy. And so like, Oh, this is what, this is what it normally feels like. I think Utah was just so challenging that we will literally be bonded forever from that experience. You know, in, in terms of the, in terms of the soccer that came out of I, mean, I know for us on our end, it was, it ended up being a real, a real treat to be able to, to cover it for as long as we did, because you, you know, this was the first time something like this had ever been done for NWSL. So the concept of getting in the mindset of covering this team, right? Like, how long is it going to be? Like Chicago, we had spoken to Rory a number of times. He'd spoken a lot about Chicago was going into Utah with a scripted plan. There We're was, trusting the it, process. It was planned out. There, it was scripted. <laughs> Every, everybody had their role to play, right? And yeah. somehow, somehow through a, through a very interesting sort of group phase, Chicago found themselves in, in the knockout rounds and then all of a sudden in a championship cup final so that was that was a wild experience to cover our end and I, I, I can't imagine a near end to play it but in yeah. terms of the actual final itself uh, not to make you talk about a bit of a bummer but you know obviously it was was dropped up but let's talk a little bit about that championship final that that challenge cup final the way the game kind of rolled out and sort of being able to come out and building off of that into fall series yeah, I think we all agree, all the players at least, that we, for the way we played, and, and there were moments of, of good soccer, and, and we were we were proud of the way we fought and proud of the – but as far as the way we played versus the way we can play, I don't think anyone was happy with, with our overall performance in the Challenge Cup. And I think we were very pleased to make the championship because um, we know how good we are and we know, especially offensively, and we know that – we can create goals and goal scoring opportunities. And I don't think we were happy with the way we played at the challenge cup um, for many different reasons. And, and yeah, it was just, it was such a difficult buildup, but um, we were excited to be in the championship. I, I joked in one of the meetings before Rory mentioned like, this is Kalia's first time in the playoffs. And I, we all laughed. I said, I don't know if I can actually count this one because everybody made the playoffs. Right. <laughs> but um, we were obviously just so we were upset about the final. And I, I was upset um, playing my old team. And I, I was obviously proud of them and what they were able to accomplish. But it, it hurt all of us because even though it was a different season, it wasn't it wasn't a full real season you want to win. And we brought up a lot of times before that game that the year before the Red Stars had made the championship and, and lost. And so um, we, we were not happy with the way that game went. Um, it obviously started and was not going well for us in the first minutes. And I think 
at that point we were mentally drained and it was really hard to come back from that. But one thing that we loved is after that championship game, I was just upset and not happy and everybody went home and, um, we kind of ended on a down note, I think. And so we were so thankful that we got this, this fall series to come back together and, and have this really unique opportunity where you can train and play and try new things. And it does matter. Everyone's here to win and everyone's here to, to win every game, but it's a really unique situation where you can try new things and not be so stressed about getting three points and, have to win this game we can try new combinations I think that's one reason why I've been playing the nine is is to just try something different and I can't remember ever a time in my professional career where we've had a a time like this where we get to try new things and and not be worried about getting these three points and if we don't we might not be in in the race and and it's been really nice I think that we have seen so much improvement and so much gelling between especially our, our front six in this time. And so we are beyond happy with how this has gone and it's gone even, even better than we thought it would have. Speaking of playing the nine, let's talk fall series a little bit. Um, Rory has said a couple of times, he brings it up a lot in post game about how this is a new thing. And I think he called it like a little bit of a discussion between the two of you of, of having yeah. you up there centrally. How yeah. did you find out that that was kind of the, the thing that was happening during this fall series? And how's that been for you? Yeah, it, it kind of came about because we were playing we were playing in one of our really early practices back and I was in the nine just randomly because I had switched in there almost on accident and I was doing well there. And he came up to me after and said like, I'm going to play you in the nine. And we kind of went back and forth because I, um, I've said this in previous interviews, but I was really, I wanted to make sure I, I feel like one of my best qualities is my one B one attacking. And it, at times I've felt that if I get, into that position, my back is always to goal or I'm not able to take people on. And you know, Rory, he was like, no, 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 that's not, no. And so, I mean, I'm willing to do whatever and and try anything. And so um, I was a little hesitant, not hesitant to try it, but just like, I don't know how this is gonna go. And I've actually really enjoyed it. And I think a big part of that is because we're trying to make our front three and our front six extremely fluid and not like a traditional post up nine. You're just up on the center back. Um, and that's what I've really enjoyed about it. I was playing the nine when I got my first assist and it was actually from the wing. And I think that play right there, that, that first goal we scored really shows how we want to play as a team. Sarah came in, Sav came in, everyone kind of rotated positions and, I think we have the type of players here that we could really succeed in with that style because everyone can play kind of everywhere. And so I've loved playing the nine Rory and I have joked back and forth a lot about it, but, but I've really loved it. And it's, it's been fun because I've also learned a lot about wing and, and different movements and the way wings can help nines. And so wherever I'm playing next year, I, I really feel like I've gotten a lot out of this, this time here. You know, during during the matches that we've been able to to cover for fall series, we were at the two home games for you guys to be able to kind of take that in and being able to uh, be at the game and be able to watch your guys' uh, movement 
really allowed us, you know, some, some different, probably for lack of a better word, better views of what you guys uh, have been working on the, the angles, you know, virtually or on, on TV or, or laptop yeah. or not same as kind of taking it in as a whole. And uh, for lack of a better word, it's been really dope to, to see. And then to see you be able to break through on goal, like, of course, it was perfect that you scored those goals at the homecoming and uh, kind of, you know, saying like, yes, this is, this is what we're yeah. about. Um, fall series is, is almost near its end, uh, you know, but coming into this, this uh, competition, there were lots of different decisions in terms of players taking a look at the larger landscape in, in terms of participating and how their, the rest of their 2020 was going to go. So there have been a number of player opt-outs, uh, players seeking opportunities overseas. So for, for your own personal motivation, what was, what was your own, uh, maybe personal reasons for, for opting in and, and continuing with the, the fall series? Yeah, it, it was, um, the situation right now is so interesting because we're all playing and, and someone asked when we first found out, I think it was when we found out that we were flying commercial and someone, a reporter asked me, are you okay with that? And we, we were a little concerned about it at first. And, and then I said, she said, well, then why did, why did you come back? And I thought for a second, I thought, why did I come back? Like, I never really, really thought. And, and I think everyone who's opted out has very valid reasons. And for me, um, I just knew that if my team was playing and, and also for me, I, I, I wanted to come back, but I was sad to leave my husband again. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go another two months where I don't get to see him. Cause I'm not going to be flying around trying to see him and risking getting people sick. And so for me, I just felt like if I know that my team is training and playing and putting themselves at risk, I could never, ever sit home and I would just personally feel terrible about, about that. I would never want to sit home. And, and also, I really saw it as a time to get better. And I think we all, as athletes, even the, the girls that have gone overseas and, and all of us, we want to get better. And that's why we play soccer. That's why I came to Chicago was I really wanted to, to grow in different ways that I thought I, I couldn't staying in my environment. So, you know, and JJ said this as well and encouraged me, like, this is why I chose to come here. And this is what I've committed to my career that won't last forever. And so, um, it was just obviously to be with my teammates and just try to improve and get anything I can out of this strange year. Um, speaking of kind of development throughout the fall series, uh, not unfamiliar to us who have followed the Red Stars for a while, but, um, Vanessa Bernardo has been captain for this series. And I just want to ask you a little bit about playing with her, playing with Morgan Gatra, kind of, you have known each other for, you guys have known each other for a long time and you are at this point, the, some of the veterans on this squad, especially with some other players out for injury or opt-outs and how that's been now on this new team, but there's a familiarity there, I think, probably as well. So I wanted to ask about that a little bit. It's been so nice to be back with them. I, I love those two. Um, we have a long history. The tweet this morning, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. I, I thought, that, I was like, there's got to be a picture. There's a picture I, somewhere. It was amazing like to see that in um, – that under 20 team was so close and so like we loved that experience 
um, it was honestly one of the closest teams I have ever been on. And so anyone who was a part of that, when we see them, I mean, it's been such a long time. It's been years and you see each other and you are like, just, you just love each other because of that experience. And so to be back with them has been so awesome. I think that Vanessa DiBernardo is so underrated in so many ways. She is such an incredible player. I love playing with her. I love, um, especially at the nine, because I'm closer to her getting to, to combine with her and watch her. And, um, as a captain, she's, she's such an incredible captain and leader and just selfless. I, there's so many good things I, I could say about Vanessa and same with Morgan. It's, it's just, they're such quality players and to be in a midfield with them and, and Danny has been so fun to watch. And, um, I watch them at practice and I'm just like, they're so good together and I'm just so thankful to be here with them. But, um, to be back and, and to see pictures like that, to see how long it's been. Um, so long I've known them for over 10 years and, and that time just goes so fast and you don't realize. And so, um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be back with them. Outside of uh, maybe some of that familiarity with those U20, 2012 uh, teammates, something that I, I thought was really cool throughout this time is back during the the virtual kit launch that event um there was a Q&A and you mentioned about players that you were really looking forward to to playing with the wrestlers and you had mentioned somebody like Casey Short that you were really looking forward to playing with her versus yeah. against her um you know and now that there's been a handful of games in 2020 under your belt with the Red Stars as the Red Star um what has it been like maybe um more specifically for 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 players outside of that, that you have familiarity with, players that you're working with on the top line, maybe what you have um, learned from or adapted with that top line specifically, because it really is sort of like a forward core in place. You've touched a little bit already upon uh, how you guys are all kind of constantly fluid and then working together. Yeah, I, I love playing with Savannah. I think she is such an interesting forward or wherever she's playing because she's such a playmaker. And that's what's been fun at the nine and her on the wing is I think she's different than a typical wing. She will find a way to get you the ball and she'll, she'll cut in and be almost like a false 10. And it's really fun to, to play with her. And, and you really grow when you play with Savannah because she's so smart. And so she'll, she'll play the ball and you'll see a run that you never saw, but she kind of led you to it. And so she's an awesome player to play with and then also it's been so fun to watch Sarah Luber kind of grow into this this role yeah Sarah's such a sweet girl and I think what's so cool about her is she wants to learn and she if you tell her something or you you see something that you, uh, some advice you can give her she's like listening and so grateful to learn and I think that is what's so cool about her and I think that shows in just her growth from when she first got here um, she brings a really different, she plays in a very different way. And, and I love it. It makes it easy for me to play with her. Cause I, I love how she really cuts inside and, and leaves the outside lane for me. And just, just little things that I, I see her improving every single day. And so 
I feel like us three playing together up top, just in this short time, we've really gotten a rhythm down and, and learned each other's movements more. And it's crazy to think that there are so many other incredible forwards that we have that are not here right now, like, like Yuki and, and Rachel. And um, it'll be fun to get our, our group back. But the three of us, I think, have really focused on watching each other. That's something that we've... I think changed a lot in this fall series and watching, oh, okay, Savannah's checking to the ball. I have to go in behind or I'm checking Savannah's going to go in behind. And I think that was something we might've been missing in the challenge cup a little bit. We were kind of on our own islands trying to do whatever we could. And I think you have to have that counter movement and that, that connection. And we have really focused on that throughout this time. So we're moving into the last game of the fall series. This is the end for real now. Um, it seems like, like you said, the great thing about the fall series is that it let you develop some of the ideas that were just starting to sink in a little bit at the challenge cup for this last game. And then going into the real off season, um, when it comes to whatever momentum you guys can kind of grasp onto, especially for that offense, what are the goals that you guys are discussing when it comes to how to end the season off well and then take this into 2021? Yeah, we definitely want to win the game. And I think our game against New Jersey was our, our best offensively as far as our movements and what we've been working on and implementing that. So we really want to get back to that. And just using this last week through practice, we just got our practice plan just now and it's really focusing on that movement up top and, and being threatening and being dangerous. And um, as you guys, I'm sure you guys know in, at the Challenge Cup, I don't think we were dangerous enough as a front line. And I think that um, a lot of our chances and a lot of our success was a little random. It wasn't so like a, a machine that we've been working on. And so we really want to continue that for this last week. And it's been really cool because throughout this series, we have really implemented things in practice. And then we've seen those exact things, those exact drills come out in the games. And that's what I've loved about this. And so that's what we're really focusing on this last week. Um, this is, you know, your first year with the Red Stars, but even within that, um, you've sort of become a bit more of a public uh, face for, for the team. So what has it been like for you as a first year Red Star sort of taking on that leadership role? And um, what do you personally want to take throughout these competitions into to 2021? Yeah, I've loved it. I, I love this team. This It's such a different dynamic. I think every team you're on in this league has a different dynamic and in a different way they do things. And, and I've, I've really loved it. It's so cool to see how many veterans there are on this team that there is so much experience and so much success. Like if you look at the players around this team, you're just like, they, everyone is so accomplished and so experienced and that's really cool. And because there are so many people like that, there's, there's so many different ways people lead here. And I, I've really enjoyed kind of I, I was obviously the captain at the dash and coming here it's it's been different I'm, I'm new and I'm not the captain and it's a totally different role but I've really enjoyed um just focusing on on myself and the way I'm playing and trying trying to lead in that way and also 
trying to help the, the new girls, even though I'm new, but especially new, new to this league. And, um, it's, it's been a cool experience and, and I've learned so much already and I'm so excited for 2021. So let's turn this conversation briefly over to our favorite topic, which is the city of Chicago. Um, <laughs> you finally get to live here, play here, some semblance of normalcy. Finally got your first two games in at SeatGeek. Um, what was the first thing that you wanted to go do once you came back into market for the fall series? How has it been finally kind of to getting to integrate into the city a little bit more? Yeah, it's been nice. We've had a lot less... Our, our rules haven't been so strict. We're still following pretty strict rules, but it hasn't been that crazy. And I actually, but I live in the city and I had never, I told Vanessa and Alyssa this when we got back and they were laughing at me. I had never been on the river walk and I, I lived like five minutes from it, but I didn't even know like what it was. I was like, what? do you just mean like the bridges or whatever? And Vanessa was like, okay, no, you have to walk down the stairs and then you're down. And so that was one of the first things I was able to do um, when I got back was to go see the river rock and kind of walk around. I didn't even really walk around before because I was just scared, scared of it. And so that's been so cool. I live near the lake as well. So I, I love walking up and down Lakeshore and then obviously pizza. I love the pizza here. <laughs> That's great. Uh, is there is there maybe something on your Chicago bucket list that you've yet to try that you're looking forward to? Maybe once some of this uh, stuff kind of dies down a little bit more and we get it under control. Yeah, there are a lot of really cool restaurants, and the girls have sent me so many lists. I have like lists that are so long um, that I want to try, but you really need to like be sitting inside, and that that's one of our rules is we can't be sitting inside at restaurants, but. Um, I really want to try Girl and the Goat. Everyone like yeah. seems like yeah. loves that. Yes, I really want to try that. Um, there's a new restaurant that that Morgan went with Fabrice. Um, I think it's called Ever, and yeah, it's supposedly this like really cool, like unique, artistic restaurant. I really want to try that. Um, and then one, when JJ and I first got here before everything happened, we went to, I can't, oh, was it um, the signature room? Uh, like up yeah. at the top, if you could see the city. Yeah. I really want to go back there because I, I, just, I thought that was so cool. But obviously you have to sit inside. So for me, the biggest thing is restaurants and, and just feeling comfortable enough to be able to go in and enjoy it. So tying into a little bit, um, you know, city of Chicago, a large topic of conversation. And sh the restaurants have been really in front of this as well. A lot of civic engagement. Um, Sarah Gordon obviously has Hood Space, which she founded this yeah. year. I think you guys are doing a voter thing tonight. I know you guys had like voter registration day mm -hmm. with the team. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about, I know it's, it's a new, you know, new to the team, new to the city, but mm -hmm. um, kind of taking on that role as a club of really encouraging people to be civically engaged and even just specifically supporting the Black Lives Matter movement um, this year and beyond. Yeah, it's been it's been a very unique year in social justice. And I think that um, what's been cool is that before this year and before everything that has happened, I, I think that it was fairly normal to not 
speak out about those things, not really talk about it. We, we would never talk about that as a team. And, and what I have been so proud of with this team, and, and obviously Sarah Gordon is, is leading the charge and in the head of all this, but we've had so many difficult conversations um, as a team that I have learned so much. And I think that's what's been so interesting for me through all this is I felt like I was, I kind of had a sense of what was going on and, and I, I knew how to act and I knew what was right and what was wrong. And this process has taught me like you, you don't know, you have to keep educating yourself and keep learning and having hard conversations. And at the beginning, when, when the George Floyd incident happened and this had all started, I remember we had our first conversation as a team and it was very hard. It was hard for all of us to, to speak and to talk. And, and as it's gone on, we've all gotten much more comfortable talking about these things um, and talking and asking questions, questions that I would be scared to ask before, but it's important that you ask and, and talk. And, and because of that, and because of Sarah and these girls that are really forcing us to have these conversations, I have felt like I have more conversations with my family, my friends, JJ, we talk about it so much more. And I think that's the only way you really can create change. Um, one other thing I'm, I think has been really cool is our team has tried to do, find ways that we can actually impact people. And one cool thing was like the pass it on challenge that we did um, for Contexas. And I just think that we've really tried to say, okay, like what can we actually do in Chicago besides just saying, saying it or posting about something. And then to see Sarah start her organization and do something that will actually change lives in Chicago has been so cool. And, um, we're continuing to, to talk about it. And I think it, it has been hard with COVID, um, to really organize things and, and do things in, in that sense. So I, I cannot wait for this situation to be resolved with COVID hopefully soon so that we can really start getting into the community. And that, that is something that I've been a little sad about with everything is that I love to really feel connected with the community and, and try to serve in any way. And I, I was able to do that in Houston, but I'm really looking forward to, to doing that more in Chicago. Yeah, you know, we, we had the opportunity to speak uh, with uh, a few of your, your teammates during Challenge Cup uh, when all of this was really at its height. And uh, so much of what you've said has been echoed across the board with, with all of your teammates, that there was really that layer of wanting to get back into the city and wanting to try to find ways to connect. Uh, there's been a real... Um, there's been a real effort to want to try to enact actionable change. And I just want to take a second to, to thank you guys for speaking on that because you're, I've noticed that the Red Stars are really trying to find ways to take it um, outside of, uh, you know, phrases and words and, and, exactly. and stuff on, on shirts or, or stuff on the pitch, trying to really get into and engaging within communities. Um, 
and early on some of that stuff we heard a lot about how that was maybe emotionally and mentally taxing for for team members specifically uh black players within nwsl but something that was really great that actually came out of challenge cup in light of all those conversations was the formation of a black players coalition mm -hmm. so i was just um hoping if you would uh maybe be willing to share your feelings about the importances as a non-black woman and in, in continuing to support uh you know black players and, and their initiatives like the like the coalition yeah one thing that sarah always says it's so true and and just these little things that seem so obvious but you've never heard heard it said before and you're like that makes sense she told us the other day when when or a couple weeks ago when this was formed and they were they were speaking out she said the the best thing you can do to help is to amplify black women and and their voices and to support them through that so it's so cool to see them create that and and there needs to be more representation in in women's athletics and in this league and um they they've just done an incredible job and i mean sarah is is an activist she is out changing things and changing the world and and it's it's really cool to to see that and to to be her teammate honestly um and so yeah i think it's just continuing to support them in in any way you can and and it is a it's a hard balance it's hard to you never want to seem like you are speaking on behalf of them or speaking but that black coalition every everything they've put out everything that they've done so far is opening eyes and really changing and and that's what i think is so hard with all of this is it we have to change as a society and we have to change thought processes and things that are ingrained in us and and that is difficult and so i one thing sarah sarah says a lot is that it's just small steps we we keep we got to keep going and keep amplifying even even if it seems small or or whatever and and we can really make change i thought um i saw midge purse i read one of her her recent um interviews about someone asked like how much do you think you can actually change how much do you think you can actually do as as a female professional athlete and professional soccer player and her her answer was so inspiring she said i think we can change a lot i think we can do so much with this and at times it, it does seem you get overwhelmed and it's, it's very over, overwhelming at times but to hear that when i when i saw that i remember thinking that is that is so cool that is so true we have platforms and we have voices and and we can literally change the world um but it starts with listening and and that's what we've all really tried to do is is listen and hear people and then try to change things from there all right, we'll wrap this up soon. We know you got to go to training. Yes. We're gonna hit you. We're gonna we're gonna hit you with some quick rapid fire questions okay. that we know the fans are eager to hear. Okay. Um, the first one. This one is a hot topic, so think carefully. Okay. Cubs or White Sox? Sorry, what did you? Oh, 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 oh! I heard White Sox. Um. Well, I know this is rapid fire, so I need I need to hurry up. Um, <laughs> I am an Astros fan. I know sure. that's not popular right yeah. now, but I'm an Astros fan. But I guess I will say Cubs. Okay. Uh, well, we also kind of got an answer to this already, but we were going to say Chicago hot dog or Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah, deep dish. Got to go with deep dish. Yep. All right. And then this one is just more philosophical. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay, very nice. Yeah. And then Sandra, do you want to hit her with the last one? 
Yeah, something that we like to do is we always are um, engaging with the fans to create uh, music playlists and stuff like that. And the Red Stars, we're honored to to cover them as, as they're a team that always finds themselves in the playoffs. So we tend to produce like a playoff um, yeah. playlist, but we're always adding to it. So we always ask if players have like a, a pregame pump up song that they're that they're into at the moment. Oh, geez, that's so hard. Um, I would have to say, well, okay. I, I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say this because I no I wrong answers. This. No okay, wrong answers. Okay, <laughs> okay. I love I love Nicki Minaj. I love her. I always, yeah. I always listen to her. I love Cardi B. And I, I have to go with WAP right now. Yeah. That's the song of the summer, baby. That's it's, it. Yeah. It's so good. It is, we play it yes. in the Sarah plays it in the locker room. And it's funny to see everybody's reactions because some people are like I can't listen to this, but I love it. I, I love it. We're not gonna we're not gonna have you expose them, but we will say that that is an excellent choice. This Thank is a pro WAP podcast. Okay, okay. I'm, I feel more comfortable now. I love WAP. I'll say it. I love it. Yes, that's right. I think there's no better note to end on there, Khalil Watt. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. I think you just became everybody's favorite Red Star out there with that answer <laughs> alone. Forward uh, to covering the final game in, in fall series. We wish you the best of luck, and we cannot wait to have you on in the future again. Thank you so much. For Thank you guys so much. It was so fun to be on. I'll see you guys soon.